The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. Lord Jesus, you are so good, Lord. I thank you that we get the privilege to come to your house. We get the privilege to hear your word. I pray that you would speak as uh, you've been speaking to my heart all week and uh, stirring up things in my heart that I need to surrender to you. And so, Father, I pray as we uh, are faithful stewards of your word, I pray that we would willingly be to hear it not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word, that you would apply it to our life in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so uh, this morning, uh, John uh, left me in the series to talk about this right here. something back. Now, I know there's a lot of people at church that would not understand this line of reasoning. That's why, just to make things simple and not to cause any controversy, I like to carry what I call the little empty envelope, all right? See, when the plate gets passed, I bloop, put it in there like that. The deacon's counting the money. They only know me as the crazy empty envelope guy, but the people sitting around me, clueless. <laughs> I win, they win, God wins. No one gets hurt because no one knows. Huh? Let me ask you a question, huh? How's your mutual fund? Hey, for that matter, how's all your funds? Ha- has the fund left your funds, huh? Has your dory me taking a W-A-L-K, huh? What if I told you that I knew about an investment you could make that the return would be mind-boggling? And, 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 it's, and it's promised. It's guaranteed. I know what you're saying. There's no guarantees. This one's guaranteed, okay? Malachi 3.10. So it says in the Old Testament. It says, test me, give to God, and he will give you back. It goes like this. I give this, he gives this. I give this, he gives this. I give this. <laughs> I'm right up there. He keeps giving. I can't outgive God. How crazy is that? <laughs> Do I love him? Sure, whatever. I'm just saying, if you give, he gives back. <laughs> I tithe. But just not like in the form of a 10% check, per se. Let me tell you what I mean. When I go to church on a Sunday morning, they're selling donuts. I buy some. Boom. That's a tithe. When my whole Sunday school class wants donuts, and I, out of the goodness of my heart, buy a whole bunch for the Sunday school class, boom, that's another tithe. But it's not about me spending money. It's about the smile on people's faces. That, my friends, is tithe enough for me. Case in point, the church was having date nights where we could take our spouse out for an evening, and they were charging $25 for child care. Boom, shakalaka, tithe. Tell you what the biggest tithe was. When I spent over a hundred dollars on our meal, and my wife was grinning ear to ear, that, my friends, a tithe. I, w- I would like to give. I would, okay, but everything right now is just crazy. I mean, just crazy, you know. I mean, not normal crazy, really crazy, you know. And if after I paid my bills and took care of the things that I need and want, then I would. I would consider giving something, but not now is crazy. We're, we're, we're going to give later. We've already talked about it. I mean, down the road, we'll be crazy givers, but right now, it's just crazy. Yeah, I have money. That's a fact. But you know what? It's a hard thing between me and the Lord and the pastor because he needs to know what I'm giving now that we have this little building campaign going on, if you know what I'm saying. And, Pastor, I'd give a little bit more. I'd give a little something, something if you'd have that music minister sing a couple more hymns now and then, huh? Hey, what's this? Watch this. Is that a Benjamin? I think it is. Benji likes hymns. Come on. You want it? Ah, come on, Pastor. Do what I say, huh? Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, in my life, Lord. 
right, so I take uh, the next lesson on our series, Trapped, which is uh, Trapped Up, Scooped Up, Gifted Up. Okay, right? Okay, Anyway, that video to me was pretty funny. Just kidding. I asked him. He said it's funny. <laughs> anyway, um, but the funny thing is, it's not so funny because the first thing out of his mouth was the envelope number. That was me. Let's be honest. I was the guy growing up in World Vision. Anybody know who? Raise your hand if you know World Vision or those missionary hippie people. I wanted to look so good. I said, oh, I'm going to grab a couple of these kids, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to give three to those kids. Yeah, three. I want to look good, and I'm going to call people around me. I want to see them do it, and I really do. I wanted to look like I really knew what I was doing, and like a go-getter, and, and I would fill out a fake name. I didn't want them to call me. Until I went to another one, and I heard these are the only pictures they have of black kids. And I was filming them with an opportunity to get a sponsor, and I was trying to make myself look good. I was thinking that's hilarious, but in the same end, so funny. Because it didn't stop there. I need someone to help me out. Someone out here have 100 bucks? Anybody? I would like a $100 bill. Anybody has a $100 bill? Anyone? got one? All right, all right. You got one over here? Okay, all right. Thank you. Um, thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Um, I got one last service, too, so I guess we're good to go. Thank you, guys. Um, I am not strapped anymore because I'm, I'm making good. I wish we had one more service. Uh, you guys get black eye over 300 bucks. Is that, is that 100? <laughs> all right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I gave this to Chris today because he's my best friend, and I can this is my lesson for today. I thought, you know, on that video, how can this be real? You know what? I'm going to be vulnerable and real with you guys. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents tithed in. They did that. That's right. They tithed in. Um, they gave their tithe. That's how you say it. Not as beautiful as my speech as John said. Great. Anyway, they said, you know, we give because God first gave to us something I was taught. In sixth grade, I got a job. started working for this realtor. And he gave me the best job in the world. All I had to do was run up and down, put a flyer on a house to sell a house. And if a house sold, he would give me a $100 bill that I put a flyer on. And he'd give me 10 bucks to run up and down the street. That's why I'm so, that's my benefit. Run up and down the street. Every day he'd pick me up from school drove a Jaguar, he'd buy me some drinks, and me and my a couple of my friends, we'd run up and down the street. And about a month, every month, I'd get a couple of these. It was the best job I ever had. Until I went to the mall and went to the movie theater, and I lost my wallet. And I had a $100 bill in it. And I was disappointed. I lost it. I went back to the movie theater. 
hey, I lost my wallet here. Did anybody find it? No, sorry. Well, this is a big deal. It's my hundred boxes. It is a big deal. No, sorry. Try back later. So I go home and I tell my dad I'm really mad. Jerry, have you have you been tithing? time I got paid, only one house sold, so he gave me a hundred bucks, and that's ten more later, um, he gave me ten bucks, because I worked for him an hour, that's an hour after school, and I got paid, and I was like, oh, man, am I going to die for this? John likes Star Wars stuff, I like G.I. Joe, so I have a bigger collection of G.I. Joe stuff than Star Wars, because I was living in Kamula. John wasn't. Uh, and so, John, would, I would be like, John, do you want to go to the store with me? What can I buy today? And I would go in, and the, the people at Toys R Us knew me as Gary. What are you buying today, Gary? I'm going to buy three action figures. And that thing over there that's 100 bucks. I've been saving up for that, and I'm buying that. It was a seven foot and a half, seven and a half foot dead cat that I bought. Uh, I still have it. It's cool, but uh, my wife wants to throw it away because Anyway, back to my story. That was a short break. So I said, Lord, okay, my dad challenged me. I'm going to do this. So I brought some money to do some math with you guys. If I'm going to tie the $100 bill, what is that, guys? A $10 for my 100 and I got $10, so that means $1. Our first question on our, our paper here, we're going to start with this, and then I'll finish the story. It says, if you have a bulletin, there's flyers in there, a little handout. It says, tithing is returning the first 10% of your income to God's church. Returning what is God's to the church. So if I'm going to return my 10% of what I earn, I'm going to give it to God, and two weeks later, so excited. I went down there and I got my wallet. And I was like, wow, God, you are so good. I thought I lost my money and I gave my money. And my dad told me you can never outgive God. You can't do that. There's no way. And from that point on, as a young boy, I said, you know what? I, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. It's hard, but I've seen through my life Tithing, it does reap benefits. It does reap blessings. So we're going to go on. I want you to read this in, in Leviticus 27.30. It says, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain or soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. 
us $10. We often go like this, and this was me. I got to buy that G.I. Joe thing. I got to, now that I'm older, I got to get some stuff for the kids. I got to pay the mortgage. And I got to take my wife out or she's going to divorce me. Um, here you go, God. I've got a dollar for you. That's what we do. We give to God when it's convenient to us. When it should be this way. And some of you guys are thinking, I'm here today and he's talking about money. And if you believe this, guess what? God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need my money. He doesn't even need you. And he doesn't need me. His will will be done regardless of what you and I do. And it all belongs to him. He said, the earth is his and all that is in it. I just get a privilege and a blessing to walk in it. I want to challenge you as we continue to go through this lesson that it's not about giving what's left over. Because you know, at the end of the day, he says in Exodus, he goes, I don't want your leftover. I don't want the lame. I don't want the blind. I don't want the deaf. I don't want that. Do you think the tax people want that? No, they want their cut, and they will get their cut, and they'll come get you and garnish your wages. Jesus said, let the Caesars go to Caesar, right? God wants to give. And it says that it belongs to the Lord. So, it should be that I go, yes, Lord, 100% for the year, Lord. And then, I pay my mortgage. Is the mortgage company going to call you and look out for you? When you're dying in the sick bed, is your mortgage company going to call you and say, hey, I'll pray over you? No, they're not. They're going to send debt collectors to come. They're not going to be a blessing and good to you. But we think we're, we're a slave to the money, what John taught us last week. We're not a slave to that. God is bigger than that. I stand before you today to tell you that I've seen God bless my life in ways I cannot my tax guy that does our, our, our taxes, he says, I don't understand how your money works because the numbers don't add up. It really doesn't. You have you are in this bracket, and you've adopted four children. That's over $100,000. It doesn't work out like that. I don't understand how. It's because if I have a heart of a father, which is he's a father of a widow. He's a father of a that is my heart. That is the heart. That's what James says. That's true religion. God will bless me. God will bless you. It goes on to say, it says this. The firstborn is his. And the firstborn must be sacrificed or it must be redeemed. You don't have to turn there. If you want to, you can. In Exodus 13, 1 and 2, I want to bring this out to light. It says this. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me the firstborn male, the firstborn offspring of every womb among the Israelites. Belong to me. I like my version here. I got a new Bible, and it says, It is mine. Sounds like a two year old. Mine, mine, that's mine, 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 mine. Right? That's what God says. It is mine. I didn't bring this analogy up earlier, it just kind of popped in my head, but. First service, the 
I made a promise to my wife to marry her, to love her, and take care of her. And I wanted to be able to give her a ring that was mine to give. So she was like super excited. She found one today. And I did this big hoop-de-do stuff, got a teddy bear for her and put it. She, we were nursing. She was a nursing student with the university. I was like elementary ed, not sure what I wanted to do yet at that time. But I put this bear in her class and did these different things. I go love that little teddy bear. We were just dating. So she was, we went to dinner, and I pulled out this ring box. Ladies, what do you think she's thinking? Someone say, what do you think she's thinking? What? Yeah, it was all pretty, it was beautiful, and she was let back. I opened it up, and it was this cheesy ring. And I said, this is a promise ring, I can't afford a real ring, but uh, you like purple, and it's She was excited, but I could read right through it. She goes, really? You did all this stuff, and that's what you're doing? This is a letdown. She was super disappointed. Super disappointed. But me telling her, she didn't understand. I didn't want to give her a ring that I had to go put on layaway, or a ring that I had to go use some kind of debt thing to give her that wasn't mine to give. We come to God all the time and give Him stuff with a giving attitude. I want you to see what I'm saying. Look at the next one here. It says, tithing is giving God my first and best so He can bless the rest. Take your pen and cross out great, uh, oh, He already did it. He did it for me. I didn't want you to do that, Larry. Um, I had, it was supposed to say up there, give. Scripture. It never, when it talks about money, it never says give. So it was, I didn't want Larry to correct it. I wanted it to be bad, but now it's correct. Because um, we can't give what's not ours to give. The earth is the Lord's and all that's in it. So if I have $10, $100, or I'm making $3,000 a month, it's all his. It's all his. And I'm just returning what is his and being a good steward of that. So it says, tithing is bringing my first, my best, and God will bless the rest. Look at Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits. Your first fruits means the first things you have. We read the verse earlier that he consecrates, he sets apart the firstborn. It's his. They belong to him. Your crops, your van, your barns will be filled and overflowing. That's the grandma over to the new wine. We often think about what we give to God. I want you to see this, and I'll, I'll break it down and explain it to us. In Exodus 13, chapter 12, it says this. I'm sorry, chapter 13, verse 12, it says, You are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Belong to who? Redeemed with a lamb every first.
donkey that's born, you've got to go redeem it with the sacrifice of a lamb because the donkey's dirty. But if you do not redeem it, then break its neck. Kill it. Because every firstborn either needs to be sacrificed or redeemed. What does this have to do with what we're talking about? It has everything to do with it. Because tithing is not just an Old Testament thing. It's not. It was way before that. It was from the very beginning when you think of Cain and Abel. Think of Cain and Abel, right? Abel offered a sacrifice. The scripture says it was of his first fruit. What did Cain offer in Genesis chapter 3? It says, as time went on, that's what it says. There you go, God. I've got that for you. God rejected it. It wasn't his first fruit. It wasn't done out of the right attitude. Yeah, he gave something. But you know what? God, I love it. Over and over, God says, I don't want your junk. I don't want your leftovers. Don't bring that to me. Bring me your first, your best. That's what I demand. For my wife to look at me, you let me down. I thought... We talked about this, and I don't want that dumb ring. Go take that back and use that to give me a real ring, is what she's thinking, right? If we're going to be honest, that's what she's thinking. I want the real deal. God wants the real deal. So he says, bring it to the Lord. Honor him. Let's look at our next one. Tithing, why tithe? Why tithe? This is why. Tithing provides for God's work. So if we're going to tithe, it does do the work of the ministry. Majority of churches, about 50%, I guess, goes to pay staff and take care of the church and whatever, and the rest goes out. But I know John's heart's desire is that we don't have a building, so we don't have all this overhead stuff, so we can be more available to give out and to bless others, so our money can go bigger and wider. But you know, at the end of the day, this was really convicted about this, that God doesn't even really need our money. Although I believe you could challenge God right now, and I might not have a job, but I stand on God's word. If you tithe for a year, I promise you, God will do things in your life that you've never seen before. And I think I would be able to stand here and say, I promise to give you all those wages back if you come back dissatisfied. Promise. Because he is so good. And he will bless you in ways you don't understand. Does that mean God's going to drop down a Ferrari for you? No. But I could have died this year. And I'm still here. My faithfulness of tithing has blessed my family in ways that I can't explain. We don't deserve. I used to have a construction business before I moved here. And I was a part-time youth pastor without pay. And we stayed full-time in construction. My job was glass. Did I share this already? Or was that first hour? Help me out, somebody. It was first hour? Okay, I don't want to say the same thing if I already said it. Um, but uh, it was a time where it was really tough. The season was kind of up and down. We had a bunch of rain. And doing glass, you really can't do a lot of work outside in glass because it's raining and it's wet and it doesn't look good. But I, I still had some jobs I could do inside doing, you know, showers and windows and glass fittings. short. It was hard. And the guys that I had working for me, some of them I had to let go or told them, hey man, 
can't keep you on, but I can still sell you work. This is a tough time right now. One of my guys came to me and he goes, hey, Gary, I just I got some bills. Can you please help me out? I'm like, I have, you know, 600 and something dollars I can't pay. So my thought was, I got some chump change. I can, I can give him business. And so I called my wife instead because the Lord was convicting my heart. And this is above your tithe. Your tithe is your first 10% the local body that you serve and worship at. Not going and buying donuts for the Sunday school class. Not sending three kids to youth camp. That's not your tithe. Although that's great. And if your motive is like me, just to look good in in front of people's eyes, he says he doesn't want it. That's not the reason to tithe. You tithe out of the want to because God wants to bless you. He wants to bless me. So, we see why we give to the church. Look at that. It says Malachi 3.10. Bring your whole tithe into the storehouse, and there may be food in my house. My friend, I was talking about, I called my wife. I said, she does our finances. I said, how much do you give to our church? I didn't want to ask about the savings. I just wanted to see our check. It was exactly the amount he say, hey, man, I can't give you, you know, this and this and this. But I said, this is what I got in my checking account. You can have it. And he goes, dude, that's exactly what I needed. Without knowing that price number. That's God working all of that out. And now I get home front. My wife's like, we have nothing in our checking account. I've got to pull money out of the savings. phone call from a job and the guy that was asking me to give you gold, he said, I know you can't get the stuff. It's been like three days, about three weeks straight of rain. So that was a lot of workout that I couldn't get done outside. And this, it was a lumber company called McCoy Lumber Company. He spent $300,000 on glass. $300,000 on glass. Uh, and I couldn't get it done. Because it was just raining and pouring. You can't let the glue set up right. This is a whole big nightmare. But he goes, man, hey, can you get these showers done and do this and this and this? And I'll just give you a bonus because it's not fitting your schedule, $2,000. Can you just come today and get these things done for me? Praise God, I'll do it, right? That, that's the hand of God providing and taking care of my family when I didn't think there was a way. And my wife... That was an offering that I gave away. Meanwhile, you didn't hear the conversation. She's like, Gary, we can't tithe anymore. I said, yes, we will. We tithe first. Then I had 600 and something left over. God met my tithe. And he met that beyond that. I was able to pay for my friend. I told my friend, John, I don't want you to pay me back. Because the scripture says when I give, I should give without expecting. Did he bless me? Twice that amount. That's three. I'm not a good math guy. Maybe three times. $2,000. I was way good. When God blesses you, he blesses you and he takes care of you. And you can't write it and figure it out on the stupid math paper. You can't. It doesn't add up. I should not be sitting here today in front of you. But God's math works. 
Somehow, he's good all the time. He says, taste and see my goodness. Are we going to give to him first? First. Again, in Scripture, it doesn't say give when it's talking about money. Anywhere you read in Scripture, I challenge you to go check. It always says bring to the storehouse. Bring it. If you don't bring it, there's two other options. You either bring it or you steal it. Two options. Some of us drove here on a stolen car. Some of us are wearing stolen pants. Kind of ugly and hard to hear, but it's the truth. We give to God because he first gave to us. What I want you to see, that whole passage that I was talking about in Exodus 13, was there was only one that could redeem. There was only one perfect one, the perfect Lamb of God, which was Jesus. He's the one. We're the donkey. We're the unclean animal. The unclean animal needs a sacrifice. The sacrifice can and only will be the perfect lamb, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ became our sacrifice to redeem us so we can be with him. And he wants to redeem your finances. He wants to redeem your marriage. He wants to redeem your kid that's saying, F you to God. He wants to say, I don't care about this. God cares and he loves you and he's going to pursue you. He says, in the only place in scripture, only place in scripture, does he say, try me, test me, see what I will do. You ever have a kid and you're like, here, can you get it? Can you get it? God's not toying with you like that, but he's like saying, if you read in James, he says, God doesn't test you. Does he he find it in you? No, he's saying, prove me. I will show you. God's ways are higher than our ways, he says in Isaiah. His thoughts are above our thoughts. We can't put God in this box. God never goes like this. Hmm, that was a tough one. What should I do about that? No, God is all-knowing, all-powerful. Listen to this word. I messed up my word. I can't think of it. I need your help. Tell me what this word says. I have dyslexia and I have art. All right, forgive me here. I didn't know what that word meant. Okay? And so I always have to look at the dictionary or I have to find out what this says or whatever. But preeminent means, the pre part means before. Eminent means first. God is always first and he's always before. He's always been. The beginning says, I am the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and the Omega. There is no one above me. He says in Isaiah, I will not share my glory with another. God is all-powerful. He's supreme over everything. And he will not be second. He will not be second. Although some of us in here might not put God first, let me assure you, he is still first. He does never move his status based upon your thoughts. Because he's number one. So if he's number one, he has the right. It says, tithing teaches me to put God first. That's our next blank. Deuteronomy 14, 23 says this, the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God last. Put him when it's convenient. Put him when you have extra money in the bank. I think I can call out 
Chris because I know him. He goes to a Bible study with me. But the government thing affected him. And I think I know his character, but he says, you know what? I'm going to put God first. I may not have my bills being paid. I'm going to put God first. And why I say that without even asking him, I look at his children. I see they want to worship God. His children wouldn't be like that if he didn't put God first everywhere. When you put God first, it affects everything in your life. It affects your home life. It affects your marriage. I know my marriage is so much sweeter when we put God first. And when we pray together and we're seeking God together, it's beautiful, man. It's awesome. And she is my best friend because of it. I'm not tempted with these things. It says, put God first all the time. He can never be second. He is sovereign over everything. If we don't do that, it puts us in that other bracket of robbing God. It says this. Look at Malachi 3, 8, 9. It says this. Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? You, have, you are under a curse with the whole nation because you are robbing me. It's all God. It's not my words. And maybe you are giving. Maybe, maybe God's not talking about your heart, about your money. Maybe he's talking about a different area in your life. What are you needing to be redeemed? What needs to be sacrificed? What needs to be redeemed? My challenge to you is that you would hear this last verse. Tithing builds my faith. Tithing builds my faith in God. We think sometimes, I was that guy, I would just like, here, a dollar. And there's some of us in my last church, there were several, several, several multi-millionaires. And one guy, we were doing this church challenge Hey, we're going to try to raise, I think it was 15 million, nine or 15, I can't remember. Um, we're going to try to do this next Sunday, push for this. Launch three different churches, build three different buildings, just do all these different things they're going to do and build a parking lot. This guy that I'm talking about, he would often tell me, he goes, Gary, you can never outgive God. And he would say, no matter what you do, you can never outgive as I got to know this guy, I've seen that in his life. Come to find out, since I was kind of on staff and not being paid by the church, I found out he paid $3 million for our parking lot. He was the utility for the building. The government. Like it was no big thing. And I would often see this guy. There was a family that needed a car. He went out and bought the brand new Honda Accord, drove it to church, and I knew about this family children's ministry. This guy's kind of blushing because he's been walking for so many years. He's been part of our family for a while. That's a gift. Wow! That dude told me, he goes, man, I, I live on 10%. I give the rest away. And God just keeps bringing it back. He just keeps bringing it back. Never, ever. That was a challenge and a 
still, it just pierces my mind. I'm like, wow, God is amazing. How good he is. And listen to how good he is. He gives us right here, and we're going to end with this, because I think I'm going over. Uh, Malachi 3, there's five I wills, he says, in 3.10. He says, bring the full tent to the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. Test me. Again, I don't know if I said that. This is the only place in the scripture where he says that. Test me in this way. Say the Lord of the armies. See, I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessings on you. I grabbed this version because it says, in my version, it says a blessing. Other versions say blessings. But I think it's a neat thing to say not We can't contain just one blessing. He wants to give a multitude, a bunch of blessings to us. Watch and see. If you have a floodgate, in Texas we have floodgates. There's a a route, but I've never seen them open. But I've seen one crack a little bit. And they said, we've got to open up all these. Guess what they had to do to all the homes that were down below the floodgate? They had to evacuate because they were going to open four of those gates. The water was just going to come pouring out. Those homes at the lakefront are now underwater because it just washed it out. That's what God wants to do with us. He doesn't want to just trickle a little bit of this. He wants to give it all away. You can't contain it, and it's going to spill everywhere. But he requires what Jesus said, and we'll end with this. Broken leg, can't get it. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he says this. I want you to hear this. What sorrow awaits you, teacher, of religious laws? These are talking about the Pharisees. Jesus is talking to them. He's saying, guys, what's wrong with you, bunch of hypocrites? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income and to be a herb garden. But you ignore the more important What he's saying here is look at the law of justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe. Yes. Especially you guys. You guys know the rules. You know all of this. This is something that you should be doing. But do not neglect the more important things. Let me break it down to what he's saying is this. That's elementary. Kids do that. We give our tithe. We bring change to the Lord. But he wants more. Not just your little something. He says, I want you to give me all of you first. Not just whatever you put in your plate. He's requiring you as a Christian. We are bought with the blood of Jesus. We are no longer ours. We are bought with the price. So my challenge to you as we bow our heads as this team comes up, go back and read through Malachi, but he says, I will bless you. I will make your enemies not be victorious. He will make your land and the pestilence go away. He just goes through all these things of what God will do to bless. That doesn't mean God's going to put a million bucks in your mailbox. God's hand will be taken, and he will bless you and take care of you. This is a promise you can write down Philippians 419. It says, my God shall supply all my needs. He will do it. He promises. 
And do you want to steal from God? Or do you want the privilege of giving back? Bringing to the storehouse, returning what is his, what's all about our heads. Lord, I pray that this challenge would not just be now. This challenge would not be just about drawing some money in a plate. Father, you even told the Israelites, as he reminded them, I want you to to talk about this with your children when they ask about this and this. You tell them why we gave our firstborn son. Tell them why we offered up all those animals for him because there was only one perfect one that could redeem what was lost, redeem that was broken, redeem what was blind. Father, I pray over this whole church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And Father, I pray that you would bless these families financially. I pray you would bless their marriages. I pray that their homes would be shouting, Christ is risen. He is rejoicing in their homes because you are good. As Joshua said, for me and my house will serve the Lord. I pray that your hands would be upon them. And I pray that challenge would be, what are you doing with me? I hate that song. I surrender all because I don't surrender it. I don't. I want to hold it. Lord, I pray, what are you asking us to surrender? What are you asking us to sacrifice? What are you asking us to give up, to bring back? Father, I pray you would redeem it. I pray that if there's people in here that have not took this step, which is elementary, which is something as a new Christian should be knowing about already. And I I think as I've been here two and a half years, I don't think I've ever heard a tithing message. Lord, you require this of us. May we be givers of grace, gratitude, and knowing that you own it all anyway. It's all yours. Thank you, Father, in your name we pray. Amen. If you would like to get up and find someone to pray with, we're not having communion today, but I would love to pray with you if you want to surrender something. I am not perfect, but I can stand before you and tell you God is good. Move now.